with all the fun I had over uh, uh, draft weekend and fantasy baseball and all this, I thought it was a great time to recall an incredible uh, appearance I had on Pat McAfee's uh, podcast on Barstool. Pat's incredible, super talented. I just have a funny feeling there's a lot of nuggets in here that a lot of you will enjoy. This has entertainment and information, infotainment, this morning on the podcast. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Because we're going to be A living legend, an entrepreneurial hero, a motivational speaker, inspirational man that just oozes from every part of his body. Four time, four time, four time, four time New York Times bestselling author. You look on the internet, you will see his face, you will hear his words no matter where you're at. He's taken over everything. He's on Facebook, every single scroll you take, you hear <laughs> motivational words coming from this man's mouth. It's just awesome. It's incredible to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Gary V. Gary! I appreciate that. That's very nice. Gary, I hope so. Have you gotten a better intro before? Probably. Uh, you know, it's a top seven for sure. Nice. That's not bad. No. Top, top seven's top eight, top ten. I can, <laughs> can I ask you a question right off the bat? Yeah. This has all happened because the voice, right? Like people have been telling you that you're like a radio voice your whole life. No. Yeah, like I, as soon as I like the first time I ever heard it, I'm like, oh, that's he why does th- definitely have he one. T- he has it. Nobody's you've not been hanging out with smart people. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I look around the room. You're 100 right. I like I like how I set the tone and lose the entire crowd immediately. <laughs> no, you got me. Though. It's just me, you, and yeah. now the audience our, listening. Our fans are well aware we're not the smartest posse. We're not gonna yeah. argue. We're not gonna yeah. argue that. Yeah, but much like you, I think we got great street smarts though. Yes, I think that's yeah. kind of our big thing. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Sure. You flipped uh, your family. First of all, you came over from the Soviet Union. You lived in an apartment with eight other people in Queens. I did. Your family started a wine business, a corner store business. After college, you took over the day-to-day operations. Yes. It went from $3 million to $60 million a year in six years. That's right. Because you went to the internet. That's right. Okay. Asking for a friend. Yes. For the <laughs> You are an incredible businessman. If you were somebody for a friend. This yes, yes, sir. Gary. To turn down a job in which you are making immense amount of cash. Yes. But you're entering a field where the cash and success is at a much higher ceiling. Yes. Like social media. Right. Digital content. Yep. Things like that. For a friend. This is a random person. Yeah. This yep. is just somebody random. Understood. Let's say they turn down a professional athlete. Right. Contract. Right. In the prime of their career, you would say. Yeah. Probably yeah. the best <laughs> to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some random guy. Right. Random dude. What would be your first little quip of information or advice? To sign with the New York Jets. (laughs) 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 So, you know, listen, listen, when I heard this from afar, what you were up to, without knowing much, Literally, the first thing that ran through my head is somebody who loves business and loves you know media and podcasting and all the stuff that's going on and loves the and wants to buy the New York Jets. Yeah, that's what I want to be an owner. And you know, and that's what that makes sense to me. Like what you did, and and what's interesting about what you did is it's a high risk move, except you executed fast. So that's the most intriguing. I can't wait to really look at your case study because I think it's a preview, not an anomaly. I genuinely believe that over the next decade, two decades, multiple athletes um, or other individuals in big fields like you know, 
comedy or entertainment will come and reach out to you and, and the same way that family businesses and entrepreneurs hit me up 10,000 times a day, yours is a bigger, small, a bigger field with smaller amounts of people in it, but I see once a month you getting in a, and probably it's even, by the way, it's happening now. I'm sure people are randomly reaching out to you. I think it's, uh, it means that you believe in yourself. It means, it means that you know that, you, listen, by the way, this happened to me. When I switched to the internet world from talking about just wine, first six years of my content was me sitting at a table drinking wine. That was Wine Library TV. That's right, yeah. so when I made a video that Facebook should be worried about Twitter, the majority of the comments, and comments used to happen on blogs, there was no social media, you know, the comments. Hey, sex location. That's right, that's what you ASL guys. baby. Yeah, you guys, that's what you guys <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and by the way, spent most of our time making pretend we were a girl, where I'm like, yeah, I'm 24 year old female from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Just rope, you know, roping our friends in. Uh, loved it. Uh, so, so the video. You know, yeah. The, what was interesting was the feedback was stay in your lane, you know, wine guy. Like, what do you think you're doing? And for me, I'm like, I'm a businessman. Like, you guys only know me as the guy who reviews wine. But I built the wine business before I did the wine videos, and that's what you think of yourself, right? Yes, you're, you know, this all American and every. You know, why didn't you say junior high? I noticed in the intro, high school. Oh, junior high is very average. Had bad acne. Really? Yeah, I was really good at soccer, but not really good at it much. Anything. Mm. It was really high school. I took a turn. I think you should add that part. Junior high? Yeah, just it would add you know adversity to your career, and it would get more people to listen to the podcast. I think you would respect this as a businessman. In elementary school, I had a full cigarette operation happening in fifth grade. I was supplying the entire, <laughs> basically my high school, my entire school district with cigarettes until I got caught. My first client flipped it in front of a teacher's face. She ratted me out with less than a minute. So I had to, I Where is she now? Probably dead or in jail. We I should find her. I don't think we should. No, I think we should find her. <laughs> What's her name? Mrs. What? I don't, I can't. I, no <laughs> you don't want to go there? Got it. No way. Um, Stephanie's the first name. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Last name starts with a C. Yeah. Um, no, listen, I think. Uh, so he, here's the punchline. Listen, I think, I think you've got to go all in. What got you to the highest level of what you did is going to get you to the highest level here. Clearly, you've got that energy. Yeah, man, I, I think it's fucking great. I think I think I'm excited, and I you know one of the things that's been interesting to me is that you know athletes used to want to be rappers, and rappers wanted to be athletes, and now everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, and so it's crazy for me on Instagram to see these 12 and 13 and 14 year old kids look up to me because that's the new thing, and I'm excited because I'm going to teach them practicality and hard work and not bullshit them, and I literally sit around and talk with my friends, family, wife, you know, I'm like, geez, we're going to impact people. This is really neat, and so I that, that I think that you just need to go all in blindly and I think that's what you're good at. Well, I, you're 100% right. <laughs> I'm really good at going all and, in blindly. And already another thing I've noticed in the limited seconds of auditing your world, you're also a good counter puncher. I think you're pretty intuitive. What I like about you is the reason you go in blindly is that when you taste something, you react to it. And I think that is a big time skill. It's an intuitive thing. I'm sure it served you super well. Of like, oh shit, there's some big guy. I'll kick to the right instead of the left. And now in business, it's unlimited. So I think going in blindly with your crew, all positive vibes, 
full head steam ahead and then when you're like, oh shit, that doesn't work, cool, let's do this. Oh, that's working, let's do triple well, it's that. it's funny you say that because we're, we are, we are literally rebranding our company. So we're rebranding Barstool India into Barstool America because not only are we a voice for a city and for a state, we realize that we're becoming a voice for a lot more people in the Midwest, the heartland of the country. Not this terrorist New York City you guys live in that isn't even America. I don't know how the fuck you live here, Gary. I have no idea. Got zero hours of sleep last night. Zero. I have no idea. There that means you know exactly how I live here. <laughs> if you, you got if you got if you got zero hours of sleep, you're only 24 months away by being seduced by this city. You know that, right? That's a long time. Two years. Yeah. In so two you're years. You're saying we sleep too much. No, I'm. Yes, point. but I think that about everybody. But yeah. and by the way, I don't mean sleep too much. I think sleep is healthy. I think people aren't doing enough shit while they're awake. Yeah. You can do plenty of stuff 17 hours a day. No, I mean you're getting seduced. It means you had too much fun, or it was too interesting, or you're working too hard, and it's going to start switching your psyche, and you're going to get seduced. You're going to come to New York once a month, then twice a month, and then all of a sudden you're going to wake up and you're going to be living in fucking I've Bushwick. I've been here two times in two weeks. Yep. First time. I puked on a street. Yep, <laughs> second. This time we're, we're going, we're cooking. Mm -hmm. And uh, your big thing is hustle, hustler's hustle. That's, you are the hustler's hustle, hustler. I, really. Listen, look, I think all, I look around this room, I think about all the people listening right now and I think we're born with certain skills. Like I just, look, listen, you wanna complain? Like I'm sorry, some people are born extremely attractive, right? Like, you know, you're welcome. Like you, you what the fuck just happened? I'm trying to build back up from the Raz yeah, earlier, so I'm gonna go one by one and try to build. You're a mom. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways, Gary, back to what yes. you were saying. Um, you know, I, I just don't understand people dwelling and complaining. Like, listen, I really, really, really would have enjoyed being the quarterback of the New York Jets. But by fourth grade, I looked around, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be the quarterback of the Jets. <laughs> and so I said, you know what? Instead of being the quarterback of the Jets, I'm going to buy the Jets. Right? And so, you know, that's, I, I just think self-awareness and, and not dwelling and complaining and figuring out what your advantage is, is a good strategy. And then once you figure out what you're decent at, if you're funny, go fucking all in. Like, like if you're good at video games, I, I'm old, right? So when I grew up, video games, Nintendo, Sega. You're not right? old, by the way. You're, I'm 41. Yeah, and everybody thinks you're an overnight success because right. you're just taking over the world right. now, but you've been grinding. But back in the day, whenever you and Todd were young, yep. black and white TVs, go, right. what else? It wasn't TVs yet. Todd and I, Todd, <laughs> we were using cups, you know, talking to each other with a string. Video games. The, the punchline is, video games were huge with us, but it was new. It was like, you know, and parents were freaking out. Like, don't play fucking Super Mario. Like, why are you playing Mike Tyson's punch out? And then on and on and on. The reality is, all those kids that were forced to become lawyers and doctors that are listening right now, literally there are tons of dudes listening right now that hate their fucking job, that if their parents allowed them to play video games, they might be making $1.7 million a year being an eSports star. They could be the Tony Hawk of eSports given their age, yet they're miserable making, by the way, making 213,000 a year, making 48,000 a year. This is not about money. The amount of people I know that make 400,000 a year, three million a year, and are miserable. That was is, me. Yeah, well, were you really miserable? Yeah, I hated it. Straight up. Hated it. There's nothing really? I could do. Because wow. no matter how good I did, yep. like let's say I did my job yep. as well as I could. Yes. I, NFL is a, no matter what your position is, the NFL is an all year focus. You have yes. to. You yes. Can't, like, I used to get drunk when I was young because my body would bounce back, but once I got older and I wanted to be great, I decided I wanted to be great after I got arrested. Bill Polian told me, you'll use this arrest and you'll flip it into something special. And he was 100% right. It was at that moment I flipped, I wanted to be great. It's a full time focus. And whenever you play a position that you can't control the outcome of the game, 
right? Your happiness depends on wins and losses in the NFL. And when you play a position that you can't control your happiness, it gets to the point where you're like, fuck, I hate this. I, uh, yeah, I would. I, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the NFL, you can't be happy if you lose. It's why I could never work for anybody. In my life, I never did. Even when I started my dad's business, I kind of, you know, my dad's yeah, not listening. Day-to-day. I took over fast. <laughs> yeah, you took over day to day. And by the way, only way you take over day to day in a family business, I know a lot of people have family businesses that are listening, is I put in work at 14, 15, 16 and like kind of established my, you know, role, right? Yeah. So I get it, man. Like, think, by the way, that's why I'm never upset. I don't blame anybody for shit. I expect nothing from nobody. It all falls on your shoulders, 100%. Right? When you're the boss. That's, I, and in life, I don't expect anything from people. I'm empathetic, they have their own shit. If I do somebody a favor, I never expect anything in return. The market is the market is the market. It's a solo thing and that makes a lot of sense to me. Team sports, I've always struggled. I love them, but being a part of them, I always struggled with because not in control. You're, you're zero control, especially a punter. I mean, if I go out there, it means something bad happened. I don't, I don't, go ahead. Trying to set up the defense in a way, but yep. I can't score if we're down 10, I can't do. I, it's just an interesting thing. Could make a game-saving tackle. You ever make a game-saving tackle? Gary, go ahead and Google me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could do that. Yeah, that, hap- that happened a lot, especially in the year we were two and 14. I led yeah. our special teams and tackles. I think yeah. I had 15 of them, which is astronomical. Yeah, but 50, you might have had 15 random tackles. You know, enough enough about football, where the game-saving tackles are very different. Oh, Gary, anytime a punter or a kicker makes a tackle, it's a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, but you seem like a crazy <laughs> fucker. You might have run too no. far out of position. <laughs> I'm going to bring her. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Real respect, respect. So we live in a society. Though. Yes. Okay. We do. Where we all we, <laughs> we live have, in a society. Always have, even when you guys were young. Yep. But we live in a society that's considered soft, right? The younger generation's considered soft. But the, the society is a hustler's paradise right now. There's so many ways to make money with social media, the internet. YouTube, it's the internet. It's the, by the way, it's the internet, right? The internet. All these things are built on top of it. But the big brain fuck was the internet itself. Yeah, that it's changed people, everything. Young people now look to be an entrepreneur, where it used to be in our generation, most kids wanted to follow in their father's footsteps. I want that job at Ford Motor Plant because yeah. it pays well and it's solid. Stability. But now, because the internet, they're seeing all these It's a hustler's avenues. paradise. Yeah. It's a complete hustler's paradise. And I even got tempted into it. I mean, it was something I see all these people make. You got these internet models on Instagram, which the modern day porn stars, do your thing, whatever you gotta do. But you're getting naked on the internet. You're making a lot of money. But they're not. It's soft porn, it's modeling, let's be fair. They're modern day porn stars. If you go on Snapchat, but on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram they're just models. But Let's be fair. Great living. Hell better yeah. Living than my parents ever did. Much better making fucking ten thousand dollars to take a picture with like uh, coconut water than making five hundred dollars an hour at an auto show, or worse, just like living life and being the pretty person in the office. Yep. So All let's right. say somebody is sitting on the edge of wanting to become their own boss, right? So for three years I wanted to retire. Every single off season I talked about it with my friends. I was done, I'm over this, I'm sick of this. And then finally whenever I did stand up, I like fell in love, I was like, all right, there's a world. I rented out the theater, sold the tickets myself, promoted it myself, was just excited. That was the poop moment? The lady shit herself, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I don't know if she- Like for real? Yeah, she got kicked out. Because she smelled so bad. And they, so good. And my friends didn't tell me during the show that it happened. Well, he, like it happened while you were on stage. So that's when you no, he needs that ammo. He could have crushed oh, it. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah thank you. He needed the context. Because yeah. in the video, book, you guys did a bad job. Thank you. Bad friends. <laughs> bad, bad friends. friends. <laughs> Trying to corral you in while you're on stage is impossible. Fair. That's fair. Special statement. You're fair. Right. Fair. And I was hot that night too. That's that's very and devil well, on stage. Yeah. Once you're rolling, you're putting your life on the line. That was your moment. That was it. Yeah. 
You well, had, my moment was the press conference that we had at Super Bowl, but that's no, 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 my stage. No, no, that was your moment. Yeah. So I actually called the shot too before. I felt good going into that night. It was my third time doing that set. I knew it like the back of my hand. I was like, here we go. And you told the crew like tonight's the night. I sent them on video. Mm-hmm. I said tonight's the night. I make somebody shit their pants, and it happened. <laughs> and it actually happened. I called and, my shit. Yeah, I called it my shit. I called my. I shit. mean, so you, it's like you and Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Babe Ruth, by the way, didn't out. do it. You know that, right? He didn't call that shot. No, but he has shitty pants. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> you you like the, I like this. He didn't call a shot? No. History changed that story. Yeah. Go, go look at the video. What did he do? He like fucking wiggled his bat a little bit. <laughs> well, I always thought it was like an ex-wife. And he was like, hey, bitch. Like, like, yeah. like this is where this yeah. one's going. Like, talk I mean, if it was you know? the babe, it was definitely possible. <laughs> a lot of ex-wives. I mean, that guy killed it. Yeah. Imagine being the only famous person on earth. Think about famous people and how much they dominate. Now, think about being the only famous person. That's with what the baby. No cameras everywhere, no keeping up with you, everything. He, you. he won. He won it. He's he my guy. He's underrated. Yeah. As a legend or as what? A human. I agree. I think we should move Babe Ruth up <laughs> with John Daly. John Daly and Babe Ruth are both climbing the scale of life every single day. You know, John Daly told us that. I asked him what his drink of choice is. What's your drink of choice? Wine? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, Barolo from Italy. I don't know what that means. Well, I'll good. teach you. I, I have a very dude, in three, dude, in three years, with what's going on with you, you're gonna live full-time in New York, you're gonna drink Shh. wine, and your friends are gonna hate you. If he lives in New York, yes. One of those <laughs> that means we true. have to live in New York. <laughs> 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 the, the last part's already true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a factual statement. Can I come here every day? This is great. I love your crew. Good. This is good. This this now makes so much sense. People grossly underestimate the impact of the three to four people around them. The amount of, again, I love talking to the listeners when I do podcasts. You're sitting there. If you want shit to change, one of the quickest ways to do it is to change the people you're hanging out with. Now, this is a rogue statement. These are boys from around the way. These are people you grew up with. I'm not talking about if you're good, if you're content. I'm talking about if you're miserable. If you're super upset, I think it's a really smart, practical strategy to take a good audit of your five or six people that are around you. Because my big thing is complaining. I just believe in this shit. I think there's only two groups of people that listen to people complain. One, the people that have to. Your mother. Psychiatrist. Uh, well, yes, that as well. But like, your mom, right? You're like, your, your dad, your, your brother. And then group number two, your other loser friends. Like when you're like, oh, the system's fucked. They're like, yeah, the system's fucked. And it's over. In the NFL, they talk about guys getting small groups. That they're getting fucked by coaches and by front office and, and stuff like it. that. And it's a cancer in your locker room. 100%. And it can be a cancer in people's life is what you're saying as well. 100%. That's incredible. What were you saying? Uh, you were saying something good. John right? Daly. Fuck. John yeah. Daly. You you choice. Like Bro, what was his? Jack Daniels? No, so me and John are very close. And we are best friends. I paid for it, but we're. <laughs> I donated 50 grand to this uh, Boys and Girls Club so we can become best friends. Uh, that's, by the way, great. If you're listening back to listeners, if you have money, yeah. buy friends. All in on that. Me and John Daly are besties. Guy texted me the other day. It was cheap. I mean, if Randy the Macho Man Savage was still alive, oh, ooh, yeah. I would I would spend ungodly amounts of money for that friendship. Is that your guy? That's, my, that that's is it. my all-time guy. What when? Not even close, by the way. What was it about him? Well, first, Elizabeth probably made me a yeah. man. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, so you're yeah, a big yeah. wrestling fan growing up? Yes, huge. Here's, Still am? Uh, less, but I'm historically hardcore. See, that's number one on my bucket list for future reference. To wrestle. To be a WWE. By the way, that's, a, that's the quickest. I think that will happen within 24 to 36 months. You're just going to be famous enough. 
and they're gonna leverage your fame in WrestleMania. So you're gonna like jump, you're gonna like, ooh, you're gonna have a good finishing move. It's yeah, gonna be, you're gonna on. kick the fuck out of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punt, punt somebody yeah. in the face. Yeah. Um, Don't be a punt, Gary. Uh, so, Macho, you know what it was? I'm anti-establishment, uh-huh. so I'll never go for the guy. So yeah. Hogan was eliminated. Right. I went on the Nikolai Volkov thing because I was rushing for a few minutes. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't like Nikolai Volkov, you know? <laughs> and when Macho Man came in, it was game over, right? He was a bad guy. Uh-huh. He took a he took a screwdriver out in Madison Square Garden and nailed Tito Santana in the face and pinned him to win the Intercontinental Championship. He had Elizabeth. I was just around the age where that was interesting. Uh-huh. Like, he was the fucking guy. Did yeah, you do- and when I found out, I apologize. And when I found out that he was leaping Lanny Poffo's brother, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that almost brought it down. <laughs> almost brought it down. Go ahead. Did you do research on Pac? Because you're, no. you're scratching everywhere he is. No, no. Jesus so I do, I, I, you'll find this interesting. This, and I, and I kind of gave you guys this compliment. I have, a, I have a similar gear. It's why I think I sense it. Now, you people may have to when they host and things of that nature, but DRock will tell you, and I'll have you on Ask Gary Vee, so you got to come and do that in, in oh, a couple yeah, next couple months. Because like, we're trying uh, to build this. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'll, and we'll get huge exposure. Um, oh, greatness. Amazing. Jesus Christ, uh, I I like I like coming in blind. I don't because you learn because you ask questions that are inquisitive. First of all, I'm intuitive, right? Second of all, I suck at school and reading. I, I, you know what? I realized yesterday that my daughter, who's in second grade, is probably already a better reader than I am. Oh and really? It, yeah. How do you tweet then? Because like I never. That's called that's life. called writing. <laughs> <laughs> You have to read other in responses. You have I mean, to read. I mean, I can, I can read. Okay. I'm not necessarily good at it, and I and I'm busy as shit, so I don't need to do work. You know, for example, stand up. Right? When I do keynotes, business keynotes, I have that style. I'm more improv, right? I did this new show. It's coming out this summer with App for Apple, right? Where you got signed by Apple. No, Apple's got original shows coming out, and this summer they've got a show called Planet of the Apps, where Will I Am, Jessica Alba, Gwyneth Paltrow, and I are the four mentors, oh, and wow. apps pitch us, and it's like the voice, and we help them, right? And then we and then we help them raise capital from a VC. Holy fuck! Yeah, in two years you'll probably so you're take like my seat. Tank for an app. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's exactly it's, it meshes a lot of formats, right? Pitch, get a mentor. Make the app better. Pitch a VC and like a VC. Gaming apps or like all all Can apps. Can we get on there? Yeah, we're cooking a gaming app right now. You may be able to get on there, but I think it's going to be like one of those. You know, if it's a hit, instead of tens of thousands of people entering next year, there'll be millions. Right. And my intuition early on here is that you won't make an app good enough. Oh, good. Hmm. That's yeah. greatness. Yeah. I would believe that. I don't. Yeah, dis- I don't dis- <laughs> <laughs> Early intuition. Early intuition. It's all right. We'll Here's why, though. Because you've got the you know the the art part, but you need the science part. I need to see the developer. Like, please be smart. This is where the Pat McAfee's of the world hire an outside agency to build the app instead of giving up fifty percent of the equity to a technical co-founder. Yeah, I would never give up equity. Right. Yeah, That's why. Everything. Right. Would you know? And you know, a hundred percent of zero. Do the math quick, zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Biggest mistake everybody who's listening right now gets into the app world, they hire somebody to build it to keep the equity, yet they're in the tech business and they have no technical co-founder. We're getting ours wireframed. Sounds right. <laughs> we learned that word yesterday. Yep. We're yeah. real excited about it. Well on your way to losing $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> I started a t-shirt company. I don't know if I about t-shirts. I started a t-shirt company. Like that's you. different. Just to sponsor my friends. By the car. way, t-shirts are easy. 
Yes. Well, that's what you think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me rephrase. You're about to lose a million dollars in apps. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to do it. I got 50 it's grand. It's a John t-shirt D- app. It's an app. <laughs> <laughs> Business model of all <laughs> 1.1 million lost. So, your big thing is execution, right? So back in the when I was younger, yep, I always thought if I like I I feel like I have a bazillion good ideas, right? Which I, is probably true. And I always I'm always like I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want anybody to steal my idea. But Stupid. what I've learned is growing up, yep. is execution Smart. is the hardest part. That's it. Execution's everything, and in your business, that's really the whole art of everything, right? Execution. I think the reason I've popped. Um, is because I'm giving away all my best info for free. I think the reason people are watching is like, shit, this guy's giving this away for free and it works. So I do that because 99% of people don't do anything about it. Like the punchline is, like I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how to make content on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube that can lead to good things. Selling more homes, right? Getting a promotion, like I, like getting a boyfriend. A girl, like I can tell you what to do. The reality is somewhere in my late 20s, early 30s, I'm like, wait a minute, people don't do it. And you're right, execution, back to wrestling, Bret Hart. The excellence. The best there is, best there was. The best, best ever, ever did, right? Be. The excellence of execution, right? Like you think back, Macho Man. Why is WrestleMania three Macho Man versus Randy uh, versus Ricky Steamboat one of the top five matches of all time? The execution in that ring. Like these are real practitioners, not like fucking Ultimate Warrior who just like looked the part and couldn't wrestle for dick. <laughs> you know, so I think that uh, you know. I think that uh, I think that's that's exactly right, man. And you know what? In your craft, you know it. Like I, it's funny. Football's the one sport I really know, right? Yeah, like diehard Jets fan. Diehard Jets fan have watched every snap since 1982. Sorry. Yep. Are you at the games? I'm at every home game. I went to I went to all 16 games two years ago. We played Monday night in New York last year. You did. You won. It was bad I for did us. A Scott Hall celebration. I didn't see it. Well, so I pinned you at the three yard line after a. Four you know snap. this blows. Can you actually go back into football? I'd like to now. I would actually now would be fun to watch. And you know when you it's fun. Yeah, a lot of people that I partied with like around the globe that didn't know anything about punting a they enjoyed watching me punt, but they're gonna enjoy me talking a lot more. You I agree. I already enjoy it a lot more. Oh, good. You know. Well, you're a Jets fan. Yeah, it's true. So that happens. Now, how long did you play for the Colts? Eight years. Great. So you were there when we beat you in the playoffs in the first round, right? Yeah, that was because we called a fucking terrible timeout. You guys hit a game-winning field goal in overtime. Vinatieri hit a game winner. It was a 52-yard. I remember. Down two. Did you? Now you only punted. You didn't do no, kickoffs, right? I kicked right? off too. Big t- to Cromartie. Yeah, you you kicked off to Cromartie. Oh, Cromartie on the sideline, yeah, right in front of me. You made the tackle. Yeah, that was. So bad. it was your kick that set up Cromartie's long kickoff return that really won the game for us. Well, it was our number two going out of his lane, if I remember correctly. Right. It was to the right side, or number right. two this is back to, yeah. inside. But, but, but it is. back to everything I talked well, about. Well, that's exactly game. right. But it is fair to say that it was your foot that was the last human to touch the ball before Cromartie caught it and went 50 yards to set up the game winner. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't what set up the game winner. By the way, that was one of, the, I, I totally understand. So that was, that was, that was a great night. Nick Folk had a 48 yarder yeah. to win it. We call it timeout with eight seconds left. Because we're like, oh yeah, we'll get the ball back. It wasn't fucking fourth down. So they took a shot down the right sideline, picked up 30 yards. It was now like 25 yard mm-hmm. or something like that. Knocks Braylon it through. Edwards. One of the worst timeouts I've ever seen in my in my entire life It lost us the game in the playoffs. I mean, I danced. Danced all over Indianapolis that night. 
and when I say dance, I didn't actually physically dance. I went to that place that has the. Do you dance? No, I went to that place that has it's, uh, Kilroy's. Yeah. Love that fucking place. <laughs> yeah, that's like our place. Dude, you know how many times I've been to Indy? Three. I've been to three Jet Indy games in Indy. The fucking bullshit AFC Championship game. How about the one where we purposely <clears throat> lost to you? Do you remember that? No, one? I didn't go to that one, but that was the best. That got us into the playoffs. <laughs> yes, then you knocked us yeah. out. You were on that team? Yeah, that was the year. Yeah. You, you, you won a Super Bowl your rookie year? No, we lost. Oh, you're right. Sense. But we went undefeated. We didn't lose. I remember. We purpose to, to us. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Was you terrible. literally let us in, and then we had a miracle run, and then we were like seriously in danger of beating you. And then so. uh, 17 to six, and then you guys exploded. I don't remember that. Yeah. You were losing in, in, at halftime, just so you know, of that game. Where were you were just a rookie and didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't even know how to punt at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story, I did not. Wait, if that's true, then the special teams coach was phenomenal? No. So you randomly Googled it? Yeah, I googled Shane Leckler. <laughs> this is a true story. I watched Shane Leckler doesn't Beast. know this, but um, Raiders. He was with the Raiders, yeah. then he went to the Texans. and yep. we had to play him twice. But my entire rookie year and second year, I just watched film of him literally every single day, trying to learn. Shane Leckler and I punt the exact same because I tried to mimic everything he did, and that was my rookie year. I know you need him on this podcast. That's very important. It can be a huge theme of what you can learn from people's actions. You could change lives by having Shane on the show. I, uh. Other people's lives? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. All humans' lives. Based on the way you mapped against Shane, that's what people, so this is a good segue. I tell people, the reason I do a daily vlog on YouTube is don't listen to what I'm saying, watch what I'm doing, right? Like if I'm going all in on Instagram stories right now and putting out 20 pieces of content a day, that means I think it's smart, right? If I'm going on the best podcasts in the world, not this one, but Say the other ones. ones. <laughs> you know, you know. Others. Yeah, others. Yeah. You know, that means that I think it's smart. You know, you knew that he was a big time player and had a huge success and you watched it. I'm stunned by how many people would rather read a book than watch the behavior of the people that are winning. Jesus. We are not Christ. book readers here. Yeah, I've never read a book in my life. Right, but, but it but makes Shane, a lot. You know, when Shane Leckler told me like three years ago I was the guy, it was like the biggest moment in punting in my life. Right? That's really cool. Because he had no idea that I watched his film and then he was like, you're the guy. It was a gigantic moment. Hopefully that happens with me and you in like 10 years. I hope so. I hope so too. Here's a good story. Please. My junior year I was on mushrooms in the off season. Me and shrooms? My, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just me wondering. and my roommates in college were on mushrooms. Okay. It was, uh, I had missed two kicks against Pitt. Uh, that I thought my whole football career was over. I got death threats. I had 27 death threats. I had bottles thrown in my car in Morgantown, West Virginia. I was going to transfer. I was going to be done with football. I just didn't have it. I had a strong leg. I just didn't have it. My roommates and I took some mushrooms, and I literally had an epiphany. It was like a moment where my my roommates were like, why don't you just try to make it, man? And then it spiraled into, if you make it to the NFL, all your other dreams can come true because true. the NFL is such a gigantic true. platform. And it was on that moment that everything kind of changed. And I was going to use the NFL as a kind of a platform to take off and that was kind of the plan the whole time that's why whenever this all started cooking it was it kind of all worked out. VaynerMedia is that for me to buy the Jets. The I realized in my late 20s early 30s that I was only good at one thing. I, I always compare myself to Mariano Rivera of the Yankees you know he had this insane career and he had other pitches and he was a very nice but he had one pitch he had that one cut he had that one pitch right? Is that a slider? A cutter. cutter. It, for, for fucking 20 years, nobody could hit it. Like literally nobody. Edgar Martinez actually weirdly enough could hit it a little bit. <laughs> Nonetheless, 
I decided that's me. I'm good at other things, I'm terrible at most things, but I'm insane about understanding people's behavior about why they buy stuff and where they put their attention. It's always come intuitively to me. I just always know what people are gonna do before they do it. That's why I invested in Facebook, in Twitter, in you know Uber and Snapchat years before they became big. Yeah, I've made a lot of money in that part of my life, but at the height of that. And you figured all this out without taking shrooms. Correct. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's insane that you didn't have to dig deep into your Because, boy, mine was locked back amazing. there. I yeah. feel like my brain is on shrooms permanently. Like, it's yeah. defaulted. So you know what I mean? It's defaulted in that. I gen- By the way, I actually think that. I actually think, you know that picture where it looks like two people are kissing or it's a glass of wine? Yeah. You know those things? I feel like the whole world looks at it one way and I just look at it the other way. Yeah. yeah. That's the stand of comedians. That's the same comedians. Mushrooms, that right? by the way, also a very important fresh ingredient for cooking. That's what uh, I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I was on a pizza. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient <laughs> and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community for home chefs. This one's a three-pager. I'm, this is Jesus a long one. They're a long Christ. one. Let's talk about impact on the community. What? This is in their ad rate. Blue yeah, Apron has established no, partnerships. This is happening for the next three fucking pages. Okay, good. One hundred and fifty local I farms. I passed on Blue Apron when I was investing. Passed. Well, we're. I was wrong. We're was thirsty. Wrong. No, no, I was wrong. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna drink this coffee. It's the best, the best company. It's actually the good. greatest miss of my career. Yeah. Well, I respect that. You did. No, no, oh. no. I passed on Uber twice in the angel round. Oh. I invested in the slightly after. I passed on Airbnb when it was Air Bed and Breakfast. I still look at that email. Gary Vee, we're huge fans. We'd love for you to invest in Air Bed and Breakfast. How about this? The uh, next time you get one of those emails, just let me know. I will. I love throwing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm acting cool right now. What I don't talk about is the hundred thousand dollar check I invested into Yobongo. Mm, what is that? I thought it was going to be Tinder, before Tinder. I was right Ooh. about the concept. But it didn't. I saw. Gr- I saw the company. I saw Grinder. Right, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, that's gonna happen with boys and girls. That's hundred percent gonna Grindr happen. Grinder came before Tinder. I didn't. Know. Way before, like six years before. God, and I'm like, that's sexuals are so onto things at all times. Well, that, by the way, subgroups always, always right. Hip hop, like subcultures, always win. Everything comes from a subculture. So you have to watch subcultures and then decide if that's gonna go mainstream. So hipsters lead the way, you're saying? Could. Do you think that everybody's gonna play vinyl? We'll see. Grinder went mainstream and so did Blue Apron. That business really <laughs> took off. Blue He's Apron got a real skill. partnerships yeah. with over 150 He's local He's really good. Best in the game. And I was wondering why he was here. <laughs> <laughs> Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Those are responsibly raised animals. They have both parents. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. That's important. And Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for recipe. They're reducing food waste. Also key, impact on households. Cooking together builds strong families. Yes. Right? Not Between families. Humans. No more repovish. Right. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often and are 80% less likely to produce children that grow up to be serial killers. Households Is that an actual stat? Um, let's call it that. Diggs and I cook together all the time and we are not producing any children. 
or cereal. Pills. I think you should think about it. By the way, do you guys cook together? Yeah, you guys should adopt uh-huh. a kid. You guys should yeah. start. You guys right. should start your own vlog about you guys cooking oh, and and, and take over Pat. That's one take over Pat. Here, but yeah, you should. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to encourage these guys. Coup d'état, guys. Coup d'état. Hold on. I did a whole speech at a company last week, and I didn't know if I was supposed to motivate them to take the person in front of them's job or not. Who's in the room? And yeah, that's basically what I did. I do that all the time. I basically try to get everybody to quit. I get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak at a corporate retreat, and then I'm like, get out of here. And then the bosses are like, why did we? I'm like, sorry, I gotta talk about it. Don't quit, Todd. Don't quit on these ad reads, guys. Go ahead. (laughs) It's the spice cod tacos. It comes with 12 tortillas, almost a pound and a half of cod, Greek yogurt, lime, avocado, cucumber, lettuce, peanuts, cabbage, and cotilla. Cotija cheese. Oh, that's my favorite. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I have no idea what the hell you're saying. That's your guy. sophisticated fucking pal. No, no, no. Can you spell I just it don't know it. C O T I J A. Oh, that's Katja. Katja. Is that true? No. It's Russian. We think you should, you should know that. That should Gary. That's, 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 that's Russian for penis. <laughs> cheese. Penis cheese. Penis cheese. With some people here at BlueApron.com, they think it's that. going to be a company that sells aprons <laughs> that are blue, which is stupid because you can't just sell blue aprons. That business would fail. You have to sell all the mm. colors. <laughs> <laughs> Niches win. So when you think blueapron.com, I want you to think of a company that sells delicious, healthy, environmentally responsible meal kits. They're affordable and easy to make because that's what they are. They're affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And they're easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card. Call to action, guys. Let's rally around this. This is what we need. This is what it's about. This we need is what another, the whole read is about. We need another page. We need a whole, another page. But Three this is what's here. important for our listeners. Everything else we said is important. This is the most important. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free wow. with free shipping. Your first three that. meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash pat. That's P-A-T. You'll love how good it feels and taste to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Pat. P-A-T. Because I thought it was P-silent-Z-A-Y-T. Spell it for him. Yeah, it's P as in pterodactyl, A as in apple, T as in tsunami. Next question. I want to talk to the audience. Real quick, audience. Let's start a campaign right now for Blue Apron. I'm going to do it right now. Go to Twitter and let's start... Hashtag one page pat. Um, <laughs> let's prove to Blue Apron that, first of all, I love how you're natively integrating the ad. Thank you, thank you. But that ad is way too long. It's long. No. Way too long. And I, only, I didn't read all No, I got it, I got it. And Blue Apron, Blue Apron's very smart, or their ad company's very smart to be sponsoring this. Very smart. It's a deal. Whatever you're charging, not enough. I'm being dead serious. I agree. Um, so, I don't know what the numbers are yesterday. So. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna help everybody. We're gonna help you. Okay. We're gonna help you. Thank you. And we're gonna really help Blue Apron. Hashtag one page pat, right? If you want it to go to one page and you're committed to supporting Blue Apron because you don't wanna listen to that horseshit anymore (laughs) and you'd rather get two more minutes of the podcast so you'll just do what Blue Apron wants which is do this thing Mm -hmm. but it has to now go to one page. I hope Blue Apron CEO and all their executives are listening and their VCs, that is way too long and so I'm convinced 
that thousands of people here will actually do the Blue Apron thing to make it one page, hashtag one page We love the Blue Apron, but it doesn't need to be three pages. Don't send us three pages. That was unbelievable. Let's get it down to one. I've lost all my energy. I'm finished. Yeah. Watch this. Go ahead. Next question. <laughs> so what I was thinking was, I'm in a I relationship I, with I, a don't, I don't know. Is it possible to build an empire and be in a relationship? No, you should break up. Seems like Blue Apron's really killed you. <laughs> <laughs> are you in a relationship? I am, yeah. It's super hard. It is very How old are you again? 29. Yeah. Uh, listen, do you love her? Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. And how long have you been together? Like a year. We've known each other for a long time, though. Oh, you're going to marry her? Probably. Okay, well, that's it's cool. It's impossible, though. Well, You've been through some Easy, easy, easy. It's, it's very easy, but it doesn't sound like what you just said makes it scary, which is you need, you need a fullback, bro. Ooh. You need somebody to clear the path. Yeah, take care of the home front, right? Let me work. You need somebody, you need old school. And that's kind of what when you're hungry, when you're hungry, when you're hungry, you need old school fullback. Like, you don't, you know, you need a fullback or a cheerleader, you definitely don't need a wide receiver. When you're hungry, when you're hungry. Wow. When you're hungry. Yeah. And and that's self-awareness. Like, like you need to find a partner in life. This is not, I'm not trying to be cool or anything. I, I, this is, by the way, this is the advice I'm, I give most of my female entrepreneurs that I invest in. Yeah. This is not boy advice, this is human advice. Yeah. You have to know who you are. Do they get all the football references? Uh, the football sure, sure. Right. Uh, plenty, like, cool I, only in, I only invest in female <laughs> entrepreneurs that know everything about football. Right. I'm like, what's a gunner? They're like, uh, you know, so. By the way, 98% of dudes don't know what a fucking gunner is. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously right. So pissed. Anyway, you know what my favorite football move is? I'll go back to your answer. When the Jets establish their roster, I buy the jerseys of the 45th to 53rd player. All of them, custom. Long, like Tanner Purdom, like Long Snapper, like all of them. And then I wear them. And then at the stadium, people will come up to me like, hey bro, cool, nice jersey, that's your last name? I'm like, no dick, that's your long snapper. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how I establish my fandom. Yeah. So anyway, if you're a hardcore fan, that's the move. Anyway, you need a fullback or a cheerleader. If, because the problem is, is when you're hungry, you only have one gear. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody supporting that by clearing the way or cheering for it, it's gonna create friction. Yeah. The end. And you have a lady you've been with for a long time. 13 years and Lizzie's like the only reason I'm pulling off this shit. Well, because that's what, I think that's what Sam's becoming though. Sam, her and I, the, the transition into this, the whole barstool sports, busy all the fucking time. We are right. busy all the right. time. Right. More busy than I ever was in the Right, and it was so much cooler to be like, my husband's a football, NFL football <laughs> player, right? Or my boyfriend's an NFL football player instead of like, my boyfriend's a podcaster. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she says that or not. I have no idea if she's. She I, says it. You think so? Yeah. I don't think she said her boyfriend. What's up with your boyfriend? Or what's up with your boyfriend? Oh, he's a former NFL player. Yeah, that's first guaranteed. slide. That's guaranteed. Whatever. That's money in the bank. I don't think so. I think Sam's. All right, wait, hold on. This is your homie crew. We're doing an official vote. We're doing an official vote. You go, Diggs. I think she says former NFL player. Good. Next. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Next. I say she says comedian. Next. Yeah. Yeah, no, no NFL. Comedian, She's two for two. Big, she's a pretty big fan of the comedy. Yeah. yeah. Here's the punchline. Comedy Pat. Two really good friends. Yeah. Two people you gotta keep your eye on. <laughs> <laughs> two guys that want to be single. Right? Two guys that are about to no, start no, their... No, 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 no. Two, they don't like... I, I am very thankful for Sam because I make this joke all the time. We don't want him to be single. We Makes cannot sense. handle your undivided attention. Yeah. Single so. Pat is a nightmare for us because his brain does not fucking stop. Yeah. Late night texts, late night calls. Hey, that's what I'm thinking. You can't out-intensify me, bro. Let's just be friends. I believe that. 
Like, uh, like, I don't know. Look at this well, face. try. I just drank some Total War this morning. <laughs> we'll drinking try. coffee, I drank Total War this morning. I'm gonna drink four sips. It's comfort food. Wait till you see how full it is when I leave. I don't need fucking coffee. I don't need anything. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. I look up to you. So I really, I'm really happy you came in here. When you reach out to be on our show, yep. I've never been more excited. Mom. I'm pretty fascinated. I'm gonna tell you. I sit in this chair, and I'm also gonna work on an impression of you because you have the most <laughs> fucking cool persona that He's matches your voice ever. Do you? That's. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh-huh. Number two. You're really doing it, man. Like, listen, I watch everything. I spend my life looking at culture, and whether it's hip hop and spending time with Kyle or Russ or Logic, or I'm looking at comedians, spending a lot of time looking at that space. I look at everything that's happening, podcasting, vlogging, personal brands on Instagram. You are really doing this. And my one massive piece of advice would be, step on the throat of this opportunity. Go harder. This is a moment in time. Like, listen, it ebbs and flows. I'm always gonna be a winner, and I've always won, but I've been through three cycles when it was better, right? Like I should have collected more emails and did more Google AdWords. That's how it got from three to 60, I was right. I should have went harder, right? YouTube, I was one of the first people on it. Four months into YouTube, I should have went harder, right? Twitter, I went hard, I got my value. Like when you have your moment, I have my moment right now, I'm going hard. Like hard, like I've never worked harder. Like I'll, you know, it's 6 a.m. to one in the morning. Like this is your moment. And somebody's gonna watch this, and I mean this whole thing that you're doing, and they're gonna do the same move. And they're gonna be cooler than a punter. I mean it, I mean it. Now, my intuition is they might not be more talented than you, right? Like at this, but this is a moment, bro. You're winning, you've got the hearts and minds of a lot of people. You've got real fucking magic inside of you. You just need, like you should be be a guest on every single top 100 podcast over the next 120 days. I'm ready to run through a fucking wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had that idea because we had the same idea. Yeah, he's got to go on a pub run. Dude, right? he, listen, people listen, know who the fuck I am. Uh, yeah. Listen, a lot do but you need to go cross-pollinate. You resonate with everybody. This isn't the, cli- listen, this is my, my one man's point of view. This isn't the cliche thing that I think a lot of people are thinking, which is like, oh good, he's hit the whole middle America, Arkansas Rick demo. Dude, you're an authentic human being. You'll win with 41-year-old females, you'll win with 22-year-old Latinos in, in, in San Antonio. <laughs> you'll just win. You need to go hack culture. What that means is you need more awareness and exposure and not just a niche that comes to you, which means you gotta go work. You gotta go show up on shit. Oh. You need to go reach out to vlogs. How the fuck do we get there though? Like we, we have no idea how to, the only way I'll tell you. Awesome. Not only will I tell you, I'll let you take an employee or two from VaynerMedia to work for you. I'm being dead serious what I'm saying. And by the way, this is not me being Mother Teresa. I've got a problem. I'm creating so much talent at VaynerMedia that I can't feed them all. Like the company's just not gonna be big enough and they're all, a lot of them are winners. And like you, like this is Barstool, the company, and you specifically, I, you know, we mainly hire people that are into football. So I've got unlimited, I, I've got kids that can absolutely bring you huge value. Uh, or you could figure it out yourself. You got a whole crew here. I don't care. Just do it. We'll take a couple of your guys. <laughs> we have a couple guys that we signed. We have no ego. That we've had to fire immediately. We had a guy named Cervix Killer. Uh, that was his nickname. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing right immediately off the jump, but he started sexually harassing one of the other... He uh, tried to kill the wrong cervix. Yeah. Which, you know, is out of character for a guy that shows up at the interview wearing a cervix killer t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we expect, but that would be incredible. It us For future you, you need You need to hack. You need to show up on vlogs. Right, like, like, do you know what the, do you know what's going on, on YouTube with all these families that are vlogging their lives? Right. Oh. So, like, basically, reality TV shows, just like a whole couple with two kids and like millions of views. Right. You need to just show up to like their house in Ohio and teach the kid how to play soccer. Boom. Thirty thousand more people listening to your podcast. You need to show up on Rogan's podcast. Right. Boom. Explosion. You need to show up on. You know. You need to go and become friendly with some hip hop artist, Rich the Kid, million followers on Instagram. Like, you've got it. Now you're either gonna run hard or you're gonna run super hard or you're gonna run kind You're running hard. Like, that's just you? Yeah. One, you one, want me to go super hard? I do. Only because you have a moment right now. Like, you can literally, like, you can be the, I mean, I genuinely think you're gonna host the ESPYs in three years. Fuck ESPN. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think. Well, we have our own version of this. No, no, yeah. we our no own you're right. Show. I understand what you're By saying. By the way, everybody says, fuck Facebook, it's fucking me. I'm like, no, 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 you need to fuck it back. Take people out of it. Yeah. You can say fuck ESPN until you go on the ESPYs and you siphon all those fans. It's the best to go into enemy territory. I go do interviews with certain people that I don't love to siphon people out of it. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Gary. Yep. Who do I hate? ESPN. I gotta go to ESPN. You hate a lot of people. I hate a lot. Of well, we have this fight with you. All Andrew the time. Luck. Well, and you I, no I know you hate Andrew Luck. Hard. I'm He's kidding. I'm just making you up the shit. Right path to run. <laughs> I'm just trying to get headlines. <laughs> Mac, hates Luck. That's what ESPN. By the way, he's an awesome kid, isn't he? Incredible. He's kid. hungry as fuck. I really. He I better. Wish he was more you know what? Asshole. He better win a Super Bowl. That's he, like running through my head. I'm like, that's gonna be fun to watch from afar because I'm a huge Patrick Ewing fan and that means misery loves company and I want other all-time greats to not win championships. Dan Marino. I hate that fucker. How come? Because I'm a diehard Jets fan. Uh, do you understand? I mean, the things that, you know. You're right. You know how, bro, do you know how, you know, you know how lucky I am that NFL had realignment? The NFL realigned Peyton's rookie year. The Colts were in the Jets division. That yeah, would have been like, we would have, it, it would, no, no, it would have been both of them. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been four automatic losses a year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Little fun fact for the kids at home. So you're, you legit are a diehard. Did the Jets know that you're a diehard fan and that you plan on buying them? Yep. What's the owner name? Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson? Yep. Does he know that you plan on buying from him? I'm not sure. I don't care. Because, because he's not selling. And I hope he has a nice long life and I'm 30 years younger and it's the natural progression of human beings, right? When I talked to Jim Irsay yep. in my retirement, yep. which was an hour and a half conversation with him. Interesting. Everything. It was an incredible convo. I told him I never wanted to be a player, never want to be a coach, don't want to be a scout, don't want to be a GM. I want to own the Colts one day. And he was like so taken back by it, but then he like gave me like a real conversation. I love it. it. And I think the NFL owners are getting comfortable. They're just, they're getting comfortable. Anybody gets comfortable when you're a billionaire. Making billions. <laughs> what is the end game for you? What's the end game for you? Owning the seven Jets? Seven Super Bowls. So owning the Jets and winning seven Super Bowls is the end game for Gary Vee. 100%. And then, and then like there'll be a movie, right? Because it was a kid from Russia who always said he was going to own the Jets and then he did and then I'm going to inspire some 13-year-old girl in Chattanooga, Tennessee to do something similar. Do you think about your story with every decision you make? Yes. Me too. A hundred percent. Who plays you in the movie? Somebody ridiculously fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. That, do, do you know, I don't know if you know this, my brother AJ, he uh, started VaynerMedia with me. He left a year and a half, about a year ago, 
he has Crohn's disease, right? And so the pressure, we went from 30 to 800 people and you're managing people and that shit sucks. You guys know yet. You We're know, not fires. I'm a firefighter. I say it all the time. That's what I do for a living. I'm gonna leave this booth. We're gonna high five. New friends. We're pumped. We like each other. Yeah, you're and literally, I'm gonna stuff. open. I'm gonna open my phone. It's gonna be four texts and 137 emails, and it's all gonna be shit. That's my life. But that's what you do when you're number one, right? Anyway, my brother leaves. He doesn't know what he wants to do. We decide earlier, a couple months earlier. I bought a small sports agency out of Boston and New York called Symmetry Sports. They only had four guys. Uh, Matt Paradis was their big hit. Six round center from Boise, you know, all pro now for the Broncos. Great kid. Little, small guys, couldn't really ever play at the biggest leagues of agency world. Um, but I wanted to learn it. So I bought it. Passive, just to watch it. AJ decides to jump in and run it. We rebranded it to Vayner Sports, and I'm about to dominate over the next five years the sports agency world. Do you know how so many agents I've fired? How many? Five. True? Yep. Good. I want to be able to close every single punter prospect for the rest of my life because of you. That'll be no problem. Great. Um, I don't want to say that I'm the leader of the punters, but I am the, every high school kid that kicks. You're the lord of the punters. I, I think like that's that. a sign. I like that. You're the lord of the punters. Yeah. D-Rock, new custom t-shirt. We're doing this. Lord of the punters. Find it at Arsenal Sports Talk. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> extra large? Yeah. Extra large. Lord of the punters. Yeah. I'm, that's... I think that's a good If there's a single punter in not this draft coming up, next year's draft that gets drafted, that doesn't sign with Vayner Sports, we're, lo- we're losers. You're, you're, no, you know what? You're, you're right. Yeah, you're it's a fault. 100% my fault. Yeah. But it's very easy to tell which punter's going to make it and which kicker's going to make it. Great. In the, uh, in the college. Great. Very easy. Got a gigantic leg, going to make it. Baby leg, not going to make it. Easy as that. I happen to have the biggest of them. <laughs> <laughs> that just gave us a design idea for Lord of the Punchers. Gigantic leg. I love it. Do you follow other sports? NHL? NBA. I was a big hockey fan, but the, once my teams win a championship, I'm out. So the 94 Rangers win the cup? Climax Check. out. That's it. I'm all about the climb. Once I win, I'm out. But you won seven championships at the Jets. Don't you well, think that the history of you is going to make you drop out if you win a Super Bowl as an owner? Maybe. That's a very good observation. You know what I'm more scared of? actually winning one before I buy them. I don't know what's gonna happen. It could get fucked up. It makes for a better movie if you just leave after that one because it'll get kind of redundant. I don't think <laughs> you have <laughs> seven wins. You know what it, you have to worry about them winning one. Yeah, that's what everybody says until they go two and 14 this year, take Darnold, right, from USC next year and go and actually win. Like, the pro- like listen, I love losing. I, I, you know, Learn. I love losing. All these people, I love all these Patriot fans, friends I have, right? Who live in other parts, but Bo- listen, you live in Boston, Mazel tov. New Hampshire, Vermont, Mazel tov. You live in fucking Detroit and you're a Patriots fan, it's the quickest tell that you're a loser. You were using, <laughs> you were using, it is. And by the way, I'm not joking. Yeah. If you are a fan of a great sports franchise and you do not live in that market, let me tell you who, who you are. You're a fucking loser. Let me explain. It's because you need an outside thing to give you self-esteem. You want other people to deploy self-esteem into your body. You don't have it yourself, period. Do you read tweets that are uh, compliments? Of course. I, 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 love I, I, I need compliments 24-7, 365. Me too, I fucking love They're them. my oxygen. I would take a compliment from anybody. And I also love fucking Gary Vee, you're a bullshit artist. I don't believe anything you say. I love that too. Chips on shoulder. You don't understand. I'm unbeatable. You give me compliments, I grow. I fucking love it. You fucking diss my shit, I fucking grow because I want to slice your throat. Oh. I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> but right? I mean, like it's a it's a win-win. When you're in a good place, when you know your intent, when you've figured yourself out, 
it's game over. How many years is it gonna take for you to buy the Jets, you think? Have you mapped 20, 20, 20. Because more I, years of Yeah, because I don't, yeah. Because I don't do things that create the kind of wealth overnight. I'm not inventing Uber. You're chess, not checkers. 100%. I learned that on uh, Bull the other day. It's true. It's a, I use that analogy all the time. That's exactly what I am. I'm patient as fuck. I like the narrative. I enjoy the climb. It's great. Just a hustler. Just a grinder, like just willing to out. I think I can outwill everybody. Jesus Christ! You said that you will. You will uh, Xavier into winning the. I did. Did you hear about the Bud Light Busters? Nope. So Bud Light Busters was something the <laughs> Barstool Sports together. They got paid by Bud Light. Okay. I did not. But everybody, every personality in the Barstool Sports drafted one team that was seated nine or lower, and you had to pick a team that made it to and you 16. took sixteen. And I took Xavier. Only team to do it. Only team to make it in the whole company. Do you know what I call this? I willed the fuck. I motivated the shit out of those kids. Do you know what I call this? What's that? The Jorge Cantu rule. Okay. Don't know who he is. Sounds like a Mexican. Let's get it. Jorge Cantu is a baseball player who was a non-prospect. I picked him up on waivers in fantasy baseball a decade <laughs> or two ago. He lost his mind. He, <laughs> the guy batted like 290 with 30 home runs. He, he lost his shit. Had a hundred plus RBIs, came out of left field, right? Literally. Cool. I then trade him because his max value, he's out of his mind. Shits the bed. Can't play baseball anymore. I pick him back up, dominates her. <laughs> back in the game. Back in the game. If Brandon Warnicke is listening to this right now, we have a. It happened yesterday. I pick up Benoit, the fucking close, the setup man for the Phillies, an hour later. New closer, it's supposed to be the setup guy? Nope, Benoit, I willed it. How good do you feel about that? Because I felt real good about Xavier. The I best. I celebrated hard in Bro, I honestly believe it. Yeah. Like, like it's. I know it makes no logical sense. I know 10,000 people just said, this fucking guy. I'm sorry, I believe it. Do you speak things into existence? Listen, I think the answer is yes, because then I go do something about Puts it. Puts pressure on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like I don't sit in my couch and say, you, right? I'm gonna be a millionaire, and then like jerk off while I'm playing Madden all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I say, I'm gonna be a millionaire, and then I go work 20. Oh, that's a good time, too. No, that's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it does you know, put pressure on yourself, because if you run your mouth about it, you gotta, now you gotta it. Get Listen, back it up. Listen, this has ass. been a funny theme the last couple days. I keep pointing to D-Rock, because he follows me, and knows everything that's been going on. We, 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 well his name's David Rock. I mean, did he win or what? Yeah. <laughs> if my I name was- with The Rock. You, Pat, <laughs> if, my name, if my name was David Rock, I'd be seven times bigger. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. I agree. You know, like, look, Muhammad Ali runs his fucking mouth, he executes, and he's the greatest. Right. You, you know, all the people that I can't mention right now that ran their mouth, people in the neighborhood make fun of them. I mean, it's, it's very basic. I'm not scared to run my mouth, and I do. I'm running my mouth that I'm gonna buy a $4 billion thing. Yeah, but it puts pressure on you to fucking do it. I laugh with, I, I laugh with my inner circle. I say shit like, man, I'm, I could literally end up becoming a billionaire and get shit on because I didn't accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> like, first dude ever that likes the worst, I'm like the worst billionaire ever. <laughs> you remember Gary saying you should buy the fucking jet? What a loser. <laughs> All he got was a billion dollars. Yeah. Poor you fucking He idiot. just owns the Bengals, that loser. <laughs> <laughs> he owns an arena league too. <laughs> What's the next sport to be big, lacrosse? Esports. Esports is gonna be the biggest sport in America besides the NFL and NBA. Why don't you put together this league? And the, this is an idea. Go ahead. 
So in England, whenever we played over there, uh, don't know why, but the NFL, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered, they're trying to spread to Europe, whatever. Uh, don't know how it's going to work if they put a team over there. It won't work. Whatever. But they have, for the UEFA League, Yep. they have an e-game team that represents each one of them, and the night before they play, FIFA, they play FIFA against yep. each other. Why doesn't the NFL have Madden teams that do that? Why, doesn't you, why don't you put that together? I don't want to do anything that is at the mercy of the IP of somebody else. It's the macro version of what you didn't like. Yeah. I will never do that because I don't need to fuck with the shield. Gotcha. Got it? Yeah. I'd rather create the hacky sack league or the thumb wrestling league or the pencil fighting league, something that's agnostic that I can completely own. That's why. Got you. you it's, think, it's literally the macro of what you said earlier. And the NFL will probably end up doing this at some point, but they'll be 10 years behind. Yeah, the thing that people make a mistake on with social media is they do things, shady stuff, but Facebook, and they think they're tricking Facebook and Instagram. They know what's going on. How do we get better at Facebook? You actually know the art and the science behind how to get better at it. Like, first of all, you should never do a podcast again without it being filmed, ever. We filmed We filmed Great. We filmed, yeah. Then, you should cut at least 13 to 20 different moments into 40, 50, 60 second videos and then you should amplify them. You should run 100 to $500 worth of ads on every single post on Facebook against cult fans. You should compound it. It's the actual hashtags you use. It's the actual filter you use. So the it's the that time that you post it. Man, what times are best? Uh, oh. You don't have to tell us, don't tell us. No, no, I'll tell you because I want everybody at home to win. Okay. I don't know. But you've got to do the fuck just all the time. I'll tell you what happens. All of them could work. It's different shit. Your demo, I think late nights are interesting. I think Instagram's interesting. I think you have to have a real Snapchat campaign. You should never do an event ever again without buying a custom filter that's funny with a drawing of your face on it. There's a lot of strategies here, man. God, Jesus. This is not by accident. This is you're relying right now on your talent. You need to deploy real strategy to compound it. Well, with that being said. Let's go fucking do something. Let's go yeah. take over the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, kill it. Let's go take over the world, Gary. Uh, speaking of taking over the world, Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more? I do not. Good. Yeah, perfect. The NHL playoffs start tonight. <laughs> who, who plays, Nick? We got we got the Pens playing Columbus. Pens win. You think? Yeah. Let's hope so. Pens are going to win it only because I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm a very... I got to go. Yeah, so... I have yeah. a meeting. Go ahead, man. Uh, Facebook.com slash Gary. Yep. Gary V-E-E on everything else. I'll answer any fucking question, just put hashtag Pat and Gary. All of them. I'm gonna answer every fucking question. I can't wait to just ask you a hundred. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks Thank everyone, so take much, care. Gary. Thanks guys. Real pleasure. You're the fucking man. That was fun. Hey guys, first and foremost, as always, humbled, thankful for you listening to the podcast. Keep hitting me up on Twitter with feedback. Also, um, really excited about something. Over the last several months, it's become uh, very clear to me that the 4Ds product that VaynerMedia has, the one-day consulting session that's $10,000, that's really... kind of going after a business doing a million, maybe 500,000 to 20 million a year in revenue has been really working. We 60 to 70% of the businesses have had ridiculous uh, ROI from the session. And so now I'm rolling it out because it clearly works. So VaynerMedia is uh, super proud to present uh, uh, the four Ds, uh, the daily digital deep dive, GaryVEE.com slash four D the number 4D podcast, GaryVEE.com, 4D podcast, if you're ready to take your business to the next level.